This is DJ. And this is Ish. And this is season season six six of Better Let Let Me Tell Tell You. This one really came out of nowhere. This one really... <laughs> well, you told me to hit the button. And you, well, and in all fairness, you also told me then to not hit the button. Oh. But then I changed the station and tripped the channel. Okay, I feel we need a new cold opening. This one isn't good. <laughs> or do you just want to keep this one because it isn't good? I like that it's not good. Okay, everybody. Welcome to episode 2. 68 of Pero Let Me Tell You. Yes, sir. I just guessed that correctly. But I feel like at this point you guess knowingly. Well, welcome everybody. <laughs> welcome to Pero Let Me Tell You. How was everybody's week this week? I think everybody's doing, I, you know. Is it fall? Not officially. Not that it really matters. No, well, it's never fall here. Yeah, unless, unless you literally trip over something, it's not fall oh, here. You know, it's so annoying now when it's fall and, you know, it's like 100 degrees still here. You see these generic nationwide sales. Fall into <laughs> autumn. It's like we don't fall into anything. <laughs> Uh, here <laughs> uh, especially not without liability <laughs> what do you mean no don't fall into things oh, oh yes oh no tremendo su of course tremendo su tremendo su okay if you fall in your house you cannot see yourself people yes this is a this is just a fact yes i yes. i may know a thing or two about that um, yeah, so i've heard so, so i've heard yes. so how's everybody enjoying their late uh <laughs> late summer, summer early fall yes i think everybody's enjoying it but I just want to give a quick shout out uh, before we go any further to Burger Beast. Yes. For his 15th anniversary scavenger hunt. Viste, that, el señor. El señor. El that's señora, what we did last weekend. La bestia la hamburguesa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I kind of want to call him like Amburbestia. Amburbestia. Oh, Amburbestia. Esta semana en Amburbestia. Así quedó Amburbestia. ¿Quién se comió mi hamburgues? Me lo comí yo, Luis Felipe. El hambre de la hamburguesia. Ay, manía. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I think this is what should okay. this is, should be his next endeavor. Let's just go. Okay, thank you to Burger Beast. Oh, yes, thank you for putting together the scavenger hunt. Yes, um, Marcela. Yes, Marcela. Yes, because, I mean, you know, we know it's Marcela. Behind every beast. There is a Marcela. Yes. <laughs> But no, but we we had a scavenger hunt yes. and it was so much fun. We'd never done anything like Despite that. Despite there was a little enough. snafu yes, at the yes. beginning, um, but we still we won. had a blast. <laughs> I wasn't even going to go with that. The whole thing we won. It was just fun. It was yeah, so much yeah, fun. Yeah. I may have violated about twenty traffic rules. Yeah, but there, we, you're going to get a lot of traffic cam pictures. Oh my god, no, there aren't any in Westchester. Oh, okay. If okay. this would have been in Pinecrest, it would have been a whole different story. <laughs> <laughs> but um in Westchester no but um it was a lot of it was a lot of fun was. you know obviously it was celebrating his uh blog's anniversary mm-hmm. which is you know 15 years for a blog that's that's quite a, the that's a lot I, I I'm a little disappointed though that he did not come out of a shell in a tool dress no oh. Well, you know, looking. Lo I mean, I would have paid to see that. I w- <laughs> but it was a great event, and again, very Miami centric, and yeah. it was a lot of fun. I know it was a lot of work for them to put yeah, together, yeah. but it was a lot of fun. The prizes were great. Yeah, um, all the contestants were awesome. There was a bunch of teams that were doing it. Everybody was just like having a, a blast, and there was a lot of good energy. So it's just cool to see stuff like that, you know, because that's the type of thing that you see like in movies. Not you in know, real you life. You know, it was funny that that morning because you know I'm always have like 25,000 things to do. And that weekend, we, I actually did not have a lot going on last weekend, which was a, a very yes. different, it was a change of pace. So that, it, it was Sunday, right? Yeah. I was like, oh, I have to do the scavenger hunt today. So I even put it on, I even put it on my Instagram. I'm like, only for Bur- Seth, for Burger Beast, will I do a scavenger hunt on a Sunday. But then it was so much fun. Yes. We also found out that one of our very good friends is apparently Google Maps. Yes, she, she was, was very, very key. She was very good. So you never know what you find out about people when they're doing a scavenger hunt. It's true. More people should do scavenger hunts so they can find it, out. It was, but it, what was so fun was how competitive we got. Yeah, we were like, run that car down. 
<laughs> I'm telling you, I'm surprised there wasn't more like just property damage. Yeah, I was like, get off general. the car to get the next clue. Run! Yeah, I was running in and out of the car. I think you didn't fully stop in some of them either. No. I may have to had tuck and rolled. Yeah, so, no, but it was a lot of fun. So again, thank you, Yes, Seth, thanks, Seth. It was a blast. It was more, an absolute um, blast. So this week, I didn't watch them, but I know you watched the VMAs. I certainly did. And I did not know that they were being simulcast this year on Univision. They were because at the... Uh, I found that interesting. For each commercial break, mm-hmm. the person speaking was in Spanish. I have to tell you, there was a huge Latin presence in yeah. um, in the VMAs this year. What I sort of liked was that a lot of the nominees that were like Latin, like Harold G, it wasn't in a Latin category. It just they just were Latin people nominated right. for regular nominated right. best right. video, whatever video yeah. best, whatever. Yeah, um, which was really cool to see. Um, Shakira got the Video Vanguard Award, and she was freaking awesome. Um, it was I, I really liked the show this year, uh, which the VMAs have been lacking. The VMAs at this point are a hit or miss. I, whereas at one point, right. every single year they kind of like outdid each other, like the yeah, year yeah. before, yeah, and it was just like. Bigger and bigger and bigger, you know, because of just the demise of MTV, uh, the VMAs right now are hit or miss. But this year it was nice because they had a really good balance of, you know, new current acts mm-hmm. with nostalgia. Okay, um, right. And, you know, by nostalgia, I mean 2000s. <laughs> well, you know? yeah, that's, that's right? nostalgia now, um, yeah. But they did. They had a nice balance uh, of acts. And and I thought that was really cool. And you know, in um, sync was yes, there, yes, which was you know for a lot of people it's a big deal. Um, and by a lot of people, you mean you? That in sync was there? Yeah. No, I mean it, look, it was because no, you've made no no secret about the fact that you want them to tour. Like, I do want them yeah, to tour. Yeah. I do want them to tour. And it's not that I'm like the I was not this crazy in sync <laughs> fan at all, um, at all whatsoever. But I, I again I find that. Like everybody my age, right. music from that time is so nostalgic at this point that it's like just do it already. Just do it already. So yeah. we could go. Like Well, you we, know they have a new song. Uh, that's what I was speaking with one of our friends that she I was telling me it, it was but... for like a the troll yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, really? This is what it's got in sync together after twenty years? The troll movie? And it's nothing against the movie, but like but, really? right. Like they didn't get together just to not a greatest hit, not right. like uh, a residency, a residency, uh, right. not like they're getting inducted somewhere, right? You right. know, the boy buying a Hall of Fame. Um, <laughs> really, the Trolls movie is that, I mean, is that Hall of Fame in Orlando? I'm not, I'm not, well, it couldn't be anywhere else. <laughs> it's true, I'm saying. I mean, I'm not hating on it, but it's like, okay, like, right, this is this th- is it. the most unexpected way to get Look, them they, together. They need to tour and they need to tour. Sooner than later. Sooner than later. I mean, look, they're always going to be a name, and they're always going to do well, but I feel that most people that really were into them are in their 30s and early 40s at this point. Yeah. Right? So now would be the time to do it, because they're still young enough that they could pull it off, but they're at this point a legacy act. They were also the the high-end, high-energy choreo, whereas Backstreet Boy was more like... The ballads right. and the so, harmonies. So that, but that's why, yeah. like, yeah. They, they, their fans at this point are still, and themselves, they're still young enough that they could pull it off. Yeah. But again, they're a legacy act at this point, so they they kind of have that sweet spot that they're a legacy act, but they're still young. So go out and do it. Yeah. Take right? advantage. Right, because I don't care how cool you think you are, Justin Timberlake. When you're 60, dancing. Bye bye bye. Like if it, you do, it's different. Yeah, it, it hits different. Yeah, not that he can't pull it off. Because, but it's just going to be different. You know, right. Tina Turner was rocking into That's her seventies, right? Um, so not that he can't pull it off, but I think if they get together now, it's still the same in sync essence because they're they're all in their forties at this point. Right. So they're they're still kind of young enough that still not too... from your twenties to your forties is one thing. From your twenties to your sixties is another. Yeah. So <laughs> even fifties. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, yeah. 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 So go out and do it, Justin. Everybody, they're all waiting on you, Justin. Yeah. Really. I mean, at this point, who, I mean, who, who's Chris the Patrick is like, damn, Justin. Just let me know. Just let's do it. Just let me know when I have you know to. What I, you know what I was. My weird you know hair. what I was thinking about it though. They all have kids at this point, right? Yeah. Uh, I JC does not. Okay, but most of them have kids. Yeah, and a lot of their kids yeah are old enough. They have never seen their their fathers perform perform. 
as the band as 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 yeah you're right that's sort of like what that's so funny yeah you're right yeah so no but the vmas were really good this year i mean clearly you know who was my favorite performer talia no <laughs> i mean as i said on my instagram post Talia was there because she was there. And it's funny because did you see when she came out? With Fat Joe. She yeah. came out with Fat Joe. She's like, oh, in the 2000s, we had a song together. I'm like, Talia, nobody remembers we had a song together. <laughs> I mean, I remember. You remember. Right. But nobody but remembers. nobody watching this VMAs. Knows that you yeah. guys had yeah. a song together. A song together. together. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, good. Good for her. Good. I mean, what, what Talia, the VMAs. I don't not? need a reason. Talia should just go to more things. Yeah. Like just have her she show up. Go to the opening of Chipotle. Yeah, like just have her oh, show up. Guacamole, <laughs> pure Mexican, amor a la mexicana. <laughs> Why you charge extra for the walk? <laughs> yeah, she would have problems with that. I feel. Yeah. Yeah, no, but, you know, my favorite performer, of course, was... Uh, Demi. Oh, I, mean, I, I, I honestly, I don't even know who performed it other than Demi and, and Shakira. Like, I couldn't even tell. Because I just didn't watch Nicki it. Nicki Minaj, so. they did a 50-year uh, anniversary uh, to For hip-hop. hip-hop. One of my favorite people ever performed, and he got a special award, which was Puffy. Oh, okay. You know, you know I love me Puffy. You do. You've always, loved, I've always, you've always loved Sean. I've, lo- I've always loved Sean. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, play it safe let's go with yeah, his birth name sean I, i've always loved sean and um no there was there was uh olivia rodrigo apparently uh <laughs> i, I like did, how you say apparently yeah because I, I i was like okay the stage is falling apart sure right because they made it look like the stage was falling apart and they made it look like it was an accident oh okay right okay, and i was like okay. hmm. But good for you. you yes, know, enjoy um, your time. Yes. So no, it was it was good. Carol G also performed. Um, oh, okay. It was good. It was good. It was good. VMAs. It just was weird that it was on a Tuesday. I think that that threw me off too. Do you remember when they used to be? They used to be on Sundays. On Thursdays. Oh, that's right. And then they moved them to Sundays. You yeah, I totally forgot Thursdays. about the Thursdays. Yeah. Like right before the weekend. Like the VMAs in the late nineties, early two thousands was like a highlight of my year. Well, yeah. Like because it mattered, I would like count it down. It meant something. Yeah, it's like I remember, especially during college, I'd be like, "I'm not going to class today." <laughs> like I'm just letting you know, I, you know, because I have <laughs> night classes. I'm oh like, yes, no, no. I'm no, like, no. I'm not going to school today. This, we're going to call this a mental so health day. I'm not going to statistics today, professor. The VMAs are on. <laughs> Who would go to statistics when the VMAs were on? <laughs> I mean, really, those are my options. Yeah. Um, you know that they were they were putting uh, like obviously flashbacks. I didn't realize that it was ten years that Miley Cyrus already. Um, yeah, wow. did that ridiculous thing uh, with uh, with Alan, uh, Robin Thick. I was gonna say Alan Thick too. That's why I stopped myself. It's funny because I like Miley Cyrus. I don't I don't have an issue with Miley Cyrus. Um, and Robin Thick, their songs of his that I like because he does a lot of R and B. That performance is annoying as fuck. First of all, I hate the song Bird Lines. I hate it actually Blurred Lines would be in my list of songs I hate the most. Really? Yeah, I can't stand that song. Now, do you hate it because it was I, the first time I heard okay, it? Okay, okay. I hated it. Okay. I hated it. I hated it. Um and she sang what did she sing? Didn't uh, she sing Blurred Line? No. She had sung something before. I just I don't know. I, I didn't like her performance. I thought she looked Awful. That was also during that period of Miley. Bangers. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-mm. Bangers. I was. You know what it. was the best song from Bangers? That song. I got two letters for you. One of them is F, and the other one's U. No, 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 it's not about. no, no. Mm-hmm. I know she has a song with Britney on that album. Oh, I don't know about that song. Anyway, it's not good. Actually, something I wanted to bring up in this week's episode that I read, and it shouldn't surprise anyone, but here it we is. are. It, here we are. Do you know that Miami is considered the capital of OnlyFans? Nothing in that sentence was surprising. It is the city where there is the most registered it makes sense. OnlyFans content creators. Second would be Vegas. It, okay, that also makes sense. Like it, it makes sense. And you know what? I will say, you know, the only reason that I'm sure Vegas is not number one Why? is because we probably have more favorable taxes. For OnlyFans, it just in general, like inco- we don't have we don't have like a state income tax. Right. So therefore, you come here, you know, you can set everything up, and you're 
ultimately going to make more money because you don't have a state income tax. It's like, really? That's what we're known for? The OnlyFans? <laughs> well, could be worse. I'm not sure how, but I guess it could. <laughs> I, You and I have very different opinions on OnlyFans. Yes, we do. We do. Very we much. Very, very, and I think it, it, it mirrors a lot of just ge- like a general difference of opinion between you and I on, on certain things. Like what? I say, you know what? Go out and have all the sex on camera. Do mm-hmm. it. Earn the money. Okay. Not everybody's going to be a CPA. I agree. <laughs> you know what? Do it. Own it. And and here's the thing. People watch it. Clearly so I they do, do. No, clearly. But what I'm saying is like, you know, I just I I I just I refuse to demonize the people who 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 and I'm not saying you do, but I refuse to demonize the people who make the content. When well, when there's the demand. Well, it's not a matter of demonizing. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, um, like, you know what? Yeah, you should get paid. Fuck it. People want people want it. Give it to them and make some money off of it. Have at it. Okay. I don't necessarily think that, but you know, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I I know you you have a very different outlook. I just on... think that the amount of OnlyFan accounts that currently exist is just. It's so much. It's just oh, so much. I don't much. disagree. It's like, oh, look, this person has an OnlyFans. Oh, look, this person has an OnlyFans. So to me, putting aside the content, just the fact that there's so much of it. How do you cut through? It's so much of it. It's like, what do you have that's so special? Oh, you're good looking. So is everybody else. On OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So is everybody else. Or, you know, different genres of uh, attractiveness, whatever it is yeah, that you yeah, find attractive. You look for, yeah. You're not la ultima sola de desierto, <laughs> as we're going to talk about. And I just think that, uh, look, and it's not even from a judgmental aspect of it, because I, I, I'm not a judgmental person, and I think that um, there's people who are in the sex industry that are, are perfectly fine people, or or pornography, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call sex it, work, yeah. sex work, um, that are fine people with morals and you know ethics and all that. I don't think that one thing has nothing to do with the other. I do think it is um, it is bad decisions. I, I I do think it's a bad decision because whether we like it or not, whether we disagree with it or not that is still something that on the most part as a general consensus is still looked down upon it is it is and that, oh and, and you're, that, you're not and wrong that, you know when when you apply for a job they google you they they and i understand that in only fans you have a different name and all yeah, that like, that's but, like but the, what's the saying the internet doesn't forget Right. right. So you're putting yourself out there. You know, one day maybe you're going to be in a relationship. One day maybe you're going to have kids. One day, you know, you may be in a situation where this is going to come up and come up. And you know what? If you if you own it, you own it. Right. right? But for better or for worse, we still live in a society where that is frowned upon. And that's – it's not – looked at as like wow you are a tremendo entrepreneur you know what i mm-hmm. mean it's still frowned upon and i think that it it is it is something that could lead to a lot of like sort of i don't want to say complications but it could lead into a lot of prejudgments made a, a, against you mm-hmm. that otherwise you wouldn't they wouldn't necessarily do no you're not okay so here's the thing you're not wrong in saying that i just think that all of that is bullshit. You know what I mean? Because it's like, here's somebody who's making a decision of what they want to do with their life. And again, yes, maybe it becomes a situation where it's like, you know, you you wake up one morning, and you're like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. And now you've got to keep going on it. But if you're somebody who's just like, you know what, this is my decision. This is what I did. And this is what I'm going to do for the next 30 years. Because, you know, some people do. I mean, some people, you've got, you know, your your Jenna Jameson's and your, and your Ron Jeremy. No, 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 no. What I mean is your Ron Jeremy's who... Who have turned that into a into a career, you know, right. in in the mainstream pop culture, even right. right. What I'm saying is, I you know, I I don't I don't think that you should be made to feel less than. Do people do it? Yes, they do, and that's just the reality of the world we live in. But I don't think that they should be, and so that's that's where I so, that's where I come at so from that of, of from that porn stance. Stars that were legit porn stars that were in, and we're talking about porn stars. Mm-hmm. Better, let me tell you that were legit porn stars like Jenna Jameson, Tracy Lord, uh, Ron, Ron Jeremy, Jeremy, right. right. That's a handful of oh, people. Oh no 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 no! Yeah 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 yeah. yeah. It, it, it's legit a, it, porn stars that worked it, for big studios. It's a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a fraction. So right. now with this OnlyFans fiasco that everybody has an OnlyFans, right? Right. So now 
there's nothing special about your about you. And yes, you are making a lot of money. You are making a lot of money and all that. But how long is that going to last? Well, no, you've got depending on what you're offering, you got to get in and make your money and get out. Right. How yeah. long yeah, is yeah, that yeah, going yeah. to last? Right. Because I, I forget the number, but a lot, if not the majority, again, I forget the number. It's something I read one time that the majority of porn is people consume it for free. Oh yeah, they go to sites where they yes, 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 like like seat. your like your uh, right. porn hubs and all that. Yeah. Right. So, how many people are going to be paying the nine ninety nine to subscribe for your uh, OnlyFans? I mean, they right, somebody but must term, be yeah. like long term. Oh no, right, right, right. But that's you what know, I'm saying. Get get in, make your right, money. Maybe and get somebody out. will yeah. be curious, be like, oh, I wonder what this is about. Okay, sign up for a couple of months and and you're done. Right, right. And and again, I know there's a lot of people that make a lot of money, but I feel that most people probably you know make a little bit of money here and there about that it's supplemental and it's like like you are putting yourself out there and again we i mean it's not even about whether it's right that society judges you on this Mm -hmm. that's not what i'm trying to say whether it's right or wrong that they judge you on this the point is that they do the point is that they do right? right so you're putting yourself out there for like the world to see to make a few thousand dollars? Like, I, I just, I don't, I think it's not something that's well thought out. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's something, and everybody does things, and everybody, I don't even want to call it a mistake. I just don't think it's something that's well thought out. You know, maybe further down the line, you're going to come across somebody who maybe doesn't feel a partner, doesn't mm-hmm. feel comfortable with you having an OnlyFans. Right, well, I mean, yeah, you've, you've got to be upfront about that from the get. Right, right. So then, if that person isn't comfortable with it, and you really like that person, like, now there's a thing, and you and and again, it's not about saying whether so it's not fair to society. I don't think that if you're a porn star, you're a terrible person. I think you probably have more moral values than half of our people in Washington. You know, that's a fair enough right? assessment. Yeah, right. But it is something that society looks down upon, and you've you've now like really put yourself out there in the exchange for what? That's my. Kind of like, I don't know if it's the wisest decision in the long term. It's just it's just the evolution of the world oldest profession. And again, I just what what's what's what I always say about the Incredibles? When, if everybody's special, nobody's special, right. right? Yeah. So now it's like every every other person has an OnlyFans. That see, that's where I will I will give you the credit. Where it's just like if you were one of the first. Yes, you were one of the first and you probably made more money because it was new and you were, you know, you were competing against less people. But at this point in the game, it really is almost like, you know, to a lesser degree, obviously, <laughs> influencers, right? Like yeah. if you're an influencer nowadays, you're, you know, you're fighting, you're, and, fi- you're fighting an uphill, an uphill battle and because of, you're competing things, against so many other people. I think, and maybe this is a very me reason that I kind of <clears throat> about it is that for I think a lot of people that do it and correct me if I'm wrong it's a vanity thing it's like the yeah I'm hot and you're gonna pay to see me and I just I'm very like I, to me that's a turn off to me that that's that, fair but I think that's but I think that a lot of people who who are just in in the porn industry in general have a healthy dose of self-confidence let's say right but a lot of people that do um do it a only fans do not consider themselves porn stars. Well, no, correct. But the thing is that, I mean, ultimately they are, let's be honest. They, I mean, they, it, it walks like a duck. Right, yeah. And fucks like a duck. It fucks like a duck, then <laughs> it's, it's a duck. probably a goddamn duck. Um, <laughs> but but the difference is obviously that with OnlyFans, you know, you control the money, which is it, which is why, as opposed to like those, the, the ones that do with the studios, the, you know, quote unquote porn actors, the studios involved, they may they take more of a percentage off. You make you know I, I under, the, the, the I, careers. I, I so I completely it's, it's, understand that. I completely understand that. But again, but it there is also a business aspect of it too. Because if you're doing OnlyFans and you're doing like sex scenes, right? Are, I'm imagine you will be paying the person that is doing the scene with you. That will be the only. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't, I don't understand how the contracts work, but yes, yeah, yeah, I would right. imagine. I, I don't think there's contracts. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, contracts in the sense of I the mean, understanding or right, the whatever. So like, right, you're gonna come right. on camera. You know, we're gonna be doing it, and like, I'm not gonna get a share of this. Like, right, right. So, am I gonna be get half of your ten dollars a month? Right, so or or get, or are you just gonna share the video for me so I can put it on mine, and then we share the right? The, but, the, but maybe, the, but maybe that other share? person yeah. doesn't have an OnlyFans. If they're having sex with you on your OnlyFans. 
chances are they have one too. Well, maybe they do, <laughs> but maybe they don't. But 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 right. So it's, it's chances not, are pretty it's good. Not you know I I don't know I again it's not even. I, I'm just I, actually I, I'll say I I think I wonder about the long term sustainability from a financial standpoint. Again, that's I'm not, that's I'm not, something that I'm not I that I will agree with you from on. a judgmental point of view. It's not from that. I, I I don't think people that do OnlyFans are bad people, are less moral, are right. I think they're 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 fine. I just think that right now it seems like a great decision, and right now oh it's a hot take, right? Right, it's what people are doing now. I'm jumping on that bandwagon. I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah, make my money get and, and, and yeah, right. you know, sex work is real work, and you know, I'm owning it. That's how you feel right now. How are you going to feel? three years ago, five years from now, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it's part of the human psyche. You know, we look back on, on our oh, former well, yeah. selves and we're like, why did I do that? Why did I do this? And and that's not to say that there are not people that do OnlyFans now that are going to own it till the day they die. Yeah. Right. But you know, your life changes. You're whether it's personal, whether it's career wise, community wise, your life changes, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes you're in situations that it's like, maybe that's not the best past to have. And again, is society unfair for doing that? Maybe, maybe it is, but it is nonetheless a society we live in. So, agree to agree with an element of disagree. Okay, because <laughs> again, you're not wrong in what you're saying, but I just, you know, I just, I just feel like you know what? Do 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 you boo? Make the money, and do it while you're still young and cute. Well, I'm sure there's an OnlyFans for people that are not. This is true. And then there's also the OnlyFans that's just, you know, people like smushing their face in cake. And and then there's the OnlyFans you told me to do. Yes. About my feet. Yes. <laughs> which, but which you know, I still think you should do it. No. I'm not going to do an OnlyFans <laughs> of my feet. Because even if I don't show my face, which I would never, you... So the, the inside joke, <laughs> listener, is that I've always been told for years that I have very attractive feet. Like there are people who have stopped for a man, especially been like, you have the most attractive men, male feet. I think my feet are nice. I mean, I think feet are disgusting, so I'm not the right Right. barometer. Um, And one day, I joking, he was like, you should do an only fan of your feet. And I kind of laughed it off. I'm like, ah, and he's like, yeah, but eventually they're going to have you request that you do weird things with your feet. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. No. And not even like weird, weird, but just like, you know, squish it in bread or something. Yeah, and, like, and that's weird enough for you. Yeah. No. That, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's the weird. Like, they're not even going to ask you for like really weird shit. Yeah. They're just going to be like, put it in a cake. And you're going to be like, but it's a cake. But it's a cake. It's a delicious cake. You want me to ruin a cake? I mean, I got mad when Steve Aoki ruins a cake. Right. <laughs> So okay, well, we're moving right along. Moving right along from 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 cakes and, and actually, you know fans. what though? This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Back to school time, saka o verano, and even your mental health challenges seem to be back from summer vacation. Did you pack lunch for the kids? Are you doing everything to help them thrive in school? How do you find balance between work and home life? <laughs> Not. Dimension back to school means Gayala holidays are around the corner. Stop, take a deep breath, and let BetterHelp get you back on the path to being mentally healthy. BetterHelp offers phone, video, text, or live therapist chat sessions. You pick the option that best fits your schedule. After all, it's your mental health, right? Plus, it costs a fraction of in-person therapy sessions, which is a good thing porque those back to school supplies are not cheap. And as a special offer for Better Let Me Tell You listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash pero. BetterHelp is already more affordable than in-person therapy, and now you can save on your first month. Look, more than back to school time, it's back to you time. And BetterHelp can help you take the first step on that path. That's betterhelp.com slash pero. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. You know what I wanted to bring up this week because I feel that you are um, a little bit more knowledgeable of this than I am, mm-hmm. and it's obviously something that's been on the news for for a while now. So this week we heard that you know regarding the 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 strikes for 
the writers and the actors, mm-hmm. as we know, they've been striking for months now, and Hollywood has literally come to a halt. Um, this week, we heard that Drew Barrymore is resuming yep. her show without writers. And today, Bill Maher, yes. which I watch his show Saw every Friday, said that Real Time with Bill Maher yeah. is coming back. You've been going through Maher withdrawal. I have. Yeah. And um, Bill Maher especially is in an interesting sort of conundrum in terms of the format of his show because while his show does have a pretty large segment that is unscripted yeah, whereas the interviews. Um, he um no not the interviews the, the panel well that's what sorry right, that's what i meant that's what i meant yes yes, yes. Uh, he has a panel that there they discuss his opening monologue there's writers involved his interview because he has an opening monologue, then he has an interview, right. then he has a panel discussion, right. and, and then, then the he has end, new rules. New rules. Right. So the interview, there's writers involved because those questions are not written by him. Right. And new rules and is new all scripted. rules, yeah. which is completely scripted yeah. and written, is one of the biggest parts of his show. So basically... Yeah, it's like the last 15 minutes, yeah. The only thing that he could do is a panel discussion, which I love the panel discussion. It's actually my favorite part I mean, of the show. I mean, technically he could do the interview, I guess. Um... But the reason I wanted to bring this up is, do you think, though, that we're going to start seeing this trend now? These shows not coming back without writers? I think we're going to... It's interesting because I I will start off by saying I don't understand why, for some reason, Drew Barrymore has become the lightning rod for all the... the, Just the, 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 the hate. She's come under a lot of fire. Well, I could understand why, though. Because she's the first one that took this route. Yes, and now but, okay. a day later somebody else did too. But yes and no, because the view has been back. The view has the view never the view never anywhere. let never went anywhere. Mark uh, Kelly and Mark is still so I mean she's if there How about was the today show. That's news. Mm. That's new, so that's different. Which technically is what the View falls under, by the way. Right. That's why they they've kind of sidestepped it. But what I mean, but at the end of the day, look, the View you can call it a news show because it falls under the news division of ABC News. But it's a talk show. I mean, I mean, the View doesn't a, have writers, and honestly, you can't tell the difference. Exactly, exactly. And that's not to diminish the work of the <laughs> no, writers, but but it, 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 it's not a scripted show, right? Right. So you know. Again, like you know, and, and, and Kelly and Mark is, is has been back now for a couple of weeks. So these, are, it's not like Drew Barrymore was the first Gatulijera in like this sea of you know everybody's on reruns and she came back and now leading the charge. So I don't understand why she's become the lightning rod for it because uh, you know again the View, the, these people, um, Bill Maher's coming back. Also, um, Ke- uh, now like the talk is going to come back and and Sherry Shepard. So they're all kind of coming back i understand why people are upset because at the end of the day yes they are complying with sag rules because they're not having anybody on to talk about uh you know a production mm-hmm. so i'll give you the example a couple weeks when when kelly ripa the kelly ripa show came back jake gyllenhaal was on but he was there to talk about the children's book he wrote mm-hmm. so they're not mentioning that, so that's the the line that that Drew Barrymore has said. You know, look, we're, we're going to follow those guidelines. The problem is the writers. Mm-hmm. It's what it comes down to, which is what Bill Maher is also coming under fire for. But what I think is interesting between Drew Barrymore and Bill Maher, specifically Bill Maher, Bill Maher's a comedian. Which means that when he tours and when he does his stand-up sets, he writes his own material. I mean, I'm assuming he writes his own material. But doesn't he fall under the, that as well? That that's the part that that's what I'm saying. That's the part that I don't understand where where the line gets blurred because I'm assuming that if he's writing for a show, he has to be part of the guild because that's the rules. Mm-hmm. So maybe he doesn't write for his show. Like maybe he, on the show he has writers, but he can write for him. I don't I don't know where the rules are in 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 that well, sense. Well, he said that he is a writer of his show. Okay, he is part of the writers. So then, I guess it's just him. So he's, he can't he, write for himself. He's gonna have to be off the cuff. Then he's basically just gonna have to come out the gate and be like, "Okay, these are the four things we're gonna talk about today," and just go. You know what? I mean, this is really interesting from a legal perspective. I would, I would ask, define writing. Right, because so if, if you jot down three bullet points, right, is that, is writing? that writing? Right, that's that's what I mean. That, that specifically, so he's with like, him. okay, I'm gonna talk about A, B, and C. It, does that constitute defined writing? Is right. that writing? Well, and then that's where you get into the whole... Again, the view falls under the news division. 
the women have the cue cards, but they have they have very famously been saying that they are writing their own. They're taking their own notes, mm-hmm. so they don't have writers. They don't have a research staff. So does that fall under right? I mean, right. it doesn't because they're under the news division. So that's the the the, the way they're sidestepping it. But in the case of Drew Barrymore, I don't think she's a writer on her staff. Can she write four bullet points about things to talk about with a guest? And does that make her a writer on the show? It's also a situation where, you know, yes, the writer strike and and the actor strike. I, I'm I'm here all for it, but there's other people on the staff. There's no, other look, people in those productions. That's something that Bill Maher was saying that, that there's are, people that are being that, affected. That they're being affected. Look, this is a lose lose situation. You're not going to win. This is a lose situation because I, I mean, I've really read about this strike. Yeah. And I am 100% in their corner. Absolutely. 100% in their corner. SAG and and WGA. 100%. And you know what? If they have to shut down the whole thing, then you don't Mm -hmm. fucking shut down the whole thing. But yeah, that is true that there are a lot of people Mm -hmm. that are like not having paychecks. Among among them are the the writers, but the writer, no, but they're but striking. They're, but there's people that Kate, craft have services. nothing to do with this. Costumes. Makeup artists, costume, yeah. lighting, yeah, the, the, production, the, yeah, right, that are not having to do with this. Who aren't getting paid? Yeah, and those are people that I mean have mortgage payments, rent payments, have to buy food, have to buy that. So it's a it's a lose lose situation yeah, for everyone. Board, yeah. My the thing when I when I heard the Drew Barrymore thing, I said, huh. This is going to set a precedent. And mm-hmm. I didn't think, though, that the precedent would be like 12 hours later. Bill Maher. Bill Maher. <laughs> yeah. I just think that what what worries me is that a lot of shows now are going to fall in line and do something similar. And it's going to take the importance and sort of the impact of the strike. You know, it's going to take away the, the impact that they're doing. And the studios are going to get what they want. Uh, I mean, yes and no, I, because I think ultimately it, talk shows are one thing. Talk shows are one thing. Full on scripted productions are another. Um, I, I will be interested because I just I just found out and I don't I, I don't know the details of it, but I did find out that the, the late night talk show hosts have started a podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, called Strike Force Five. Yes. The Jimmy's. <laughs> yeah. And I again, I don't know how that sidesteps things mm-hmm. because I know they're doing it so I think the, the goal is um, through that through sponsors they're going to raise funds and then they're going to be pe- I never to, practiced union law to try <laughs> actually I know somebody who does um, collective bargaining you know th- their goal is to you know raise funds to then pay for like their, pay their staff and, and help them out and all that but I wonder if a podcast company is like if it's running through I don't know who does it but let's say through iHeartMedia is that you know, if if you ladder it up, is that an independent production? Does that fall under WGA because they're writing? I, like, where where does all the the, the minutia go? Right, and, and so it, it's very interesting, very very interesting, and you know, it's all streaming's fault. Yeah, ultimately, yeah, <laughs> freaking streaming. It is. It's streaming's fault. Because they're on the one hand, you know, they're putting out these. I've said it before. They put out these press releases like, "Oh, this show debuted to numbers the world has never seen and will never see again." And then it's like, "Okay, but how many was it so that we know what you what you owe us?" Oh well, no, we don't have those numbers. Right. Okay, wait. So either you have them or you don't. Right. You can't play it both ways. Right. But oh, one. Well, moving right along. Yes. Okay, the para mí. So I actually wanted to bring up something. It's funny. Um. Kind of following along on this on this thread. Well, we have started Hispanic Heritage Month as of today. Oh so, yes, so felicidades. Um, it's you know we have to divide the month between two months, but so it is. Would we have it any other way? So it is. But I found something interesting. So you know we've been talking about streaming. We've been talking about AI. Did you hear what happened recently with the website Gizmodo? No, I can't. Do I know what Gizmodo is? Okay. <laughs> Gizmodo is a website, um, that's, but that's not important right now. Gizmodo has a Spanish version of their site as well. Gizmodo. Gizmodo in Espanol. However, recently, Gizmodo decided that they are going to fire all of their Spanish editors mm-hmm. and instead use AI to translate their content into Spanish. So they're going to go to a lot of fiestas calientes. Thank you so much for knowing exactly where I was going with this. 
That is, to me, the the epitome of the short sightedness of this AI. So we are keep... we are we boycotting Gizmodo? Well, <laughs> we should be. Um, but it's but it's that thing of like you know, well, AI is going to help. It's going to help. It's going to help. Okay, so the first thing you're doing is you're firing a shit ton of people, and then now you're going to use that because you think the algorithm is going to give the nuances. Of, of, of our language. Do you, know, do you know what my question about AI is, though? Because it's not going to happen. Okay, it's, usually, it's a glorified Google usually, Translate. Usually when, when new technology arises that kind of disrupts a status quo, there is a certain amount of time for it to catch on. Yes. For it to sort of develop. Right. For it to become user-friendly, so on and so forth. Right. What sort of... I'm a little bit weirded out about this thing is that this literally was from one day to the next it, that's exactly how it felt like from yeah. one day to the next like yeah. one day ai was a movie that the kid from the sixth right. sense was in <laughs> and the next they're laying off editors in spanish right yeah and there's chat gpt and yeah. all this stuff all so i mean i that's the part that i'm kind of like better what happened like how how did how did this and this is not just from a standpoint of like just you and I as regular users. Right. We're talking about like corporations now. Doing oh yeah, this. like Google has an AI uh, tool that they are rolling out, you know, to be used by by agencies and and and, and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, you're right. You know, I didn't stop to think about that. It's just like okay, well, this is just what we're doing now. Yeah, because like think about. I mean, it's a little bit different, but think about like when smartphones came out. Right. Think had, about the first iPhone. It had to the first iPhone out. didn't even have like um, it didn't have a front facing camera. I think oh, that's true. You could only go online. Like it, it was very limited. And the iPhone, the next one came out. It was a little bit more. And then the three G one right. came more. And and then Android. And you know it built upon it until right. obviously we have a streamlined experience. But this was literally like Monday. We nobody knew what AI was, and by Friday everybody was talking about AR AI striking. It's ruling the world. Uh, Elon Musk. We have to have a conference on it. Like, yeah, get basogi. Yeah, I. You know what? I I wish I had the answers for it. I just think that technology is at the point where it is just evolving quicker than we are. Clearly, and it's and it's not going to stop. I promise you one thing though. What? I'm never going to AI you on the show. Okay, I'll I'll make the same promise. Yeah. Okay. I think we have enough guest hosts that we can pick from. Right. <laughs> before we have to AI ourselves. And the time that we did the chat GPT, it didn't do so well. It, I think it, okay, it understood I think, okay, what we were about, but it, it didn't. I think it did well enough on the surface. Right. Like it's good. For, I think the chat GPT thing that we did was good. Like if you were writing a what the show is about for like when you're looking for Wikipedia for yeah no when you're looking for podcasts and you need a description of the show right okay it was decent right it gave a decent description of the show and that's it like you know it wasn't us like for example I mean the other day when we gave the last soda to this guy to Eddie um, Suarez Eddie Suarez Mm -hmm. the sumailing y todo eso that he does the skits in um, in like the Kiwana it's like I mean, any Suarez can be taken out by AI. AI could not know. It's not going to get it. A- AI is not going to get the, y- no. the Y name. No. It's not going to get the enunciation. No. And that's... And a- that's... AI, AI is not going to use Empeculia. Oh, God, no. <laughs> but that's my point about the whole Gizmodo using AI thing is like, you know, it's going to be this generic Spanish that's going to have literally no nuances, no... No, there's not going to be any flavor to it. It's just going to be this like word salad of translations, and it's going to suck. I just <laughs> and I don't I don't think they they're, they're seeing the long term. I just think that AI from a writing perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm only talking here about a, a writing perspective. One of the things that we always say about what makes a good writer, it's not only the words; it's something being relatable. Um, right its point of view, its experience, its heartache, it's all these things that that is what makes com- uh, writing compelling. Right. It's um, like going to the movies with Nicole Kidman. <laughs> it's what makes writing compelling. It, it, it's pen to paper, right? Somebody's journey and they turn that into art or into words, right. whatever it may be. That is something that AI just can't do because it lacks the ability to feel. For now. 
We've all seen Terminator 2. This is how Skynet happens. I, I keep just saying that. Feel yeah. <laughs> I, wish feel I wish it was that simple. I wish that was what we were dealing I with. I mean, do you think do you think AI could have ever captured Kebasa USA? God no. <laughs> I didn't even have to think about it. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, because it needs too much context that it will never be able to pull together. Right. It just won't. <laughs> Especially not in the beta version. Especially. <laughs> And I mean, the, the budget of Capacity USA was like $10 to begin with. Speaking of Capacity USA, last week uh, we talked about, uh, you gave your last soda yes, yes. to Sling TV. Yes. For Have Harry. you been binging it? I, okay, so this is what I do. <laughs> I have, watch it every day, but because I know all 39 episodes of Capacity USA right. through and through, just like everybody. When I'm like logging into it, that it's coming up, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see which. It's like, get past say roulette. It's like, oh, which episode is it gonna be today? <laughs> like, because you know, I'm not picking it. Right, 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 right. So it's like, which one is it gonna be? Oh, look, La Ciudadanía. <laughs> Have you seen like a, a good? Uh, yes, blend? and I've seen I've seen a lot of the ones that they don't air that much on Channel Two. They put, okay. for example, they put the the appendix. Oh, el boom chicky boom, el boom chicky boom. Which why was the nurse so mean to Juana? Well, you know she's a nurse. She has other things to take care of. She was so mean to her. Oh, it's a Cuban appendix. Um, they put that one, which that one they don't put a lot. They put the one of Patria, which they don't put a lot either. Um, the wiki watchy springs I love uh, they well yesterday they had my favorite the garage sale the garage no they well that's my other favorite they had the the a day with the bangas oh I work in these streets <laughs> to this day Jose and I still say that to each other I love I love or sometimes when, we say I'm going to put on my bowling shoes <laughs> I love when, when Pepe goes porque mi hija Se va a estar que pura hasta el que llega el matrimonio. <laughs> so good. So good. Uh, AI can't capture AI that. cannot. That's what I'm saying, guys. Like, no, don't rely on AI. AI cannot do this. They, they, AI doesn't. No, no. Caca. Ahorita AI is going to be cooking. Well, no, that it could do. Actually, no. Can we get AI to clean? I hate cleaning the bathroom. If AI could clean the bathroom, I'd be okay with it. Like a Rosie would come in. However, they want to figure it out. I just like I just walk out and it's clean. <laughs> Have they ever done a movie of the Jetsons? A live action? Yeah. No. 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 I don't. Well, I don't. I wonder if they even would at this point though. The Supersonicos. The Supersonicos. That's right. Pica piedra. Why? Because you think that just the IP for the Jetsons isn't enough? It's not as as. Beloved, I would say, as the Flintstones, but also I just wonder because the Jetsons took place in the future. If we're so close to some of the things now, we like, are. Have you like, seen like that FaceTime meme? and all? That yeah, <laughs> that's why. Like of of the Gene working out on in front of a TV. Yeah. Then of them going to the doctor in front of a TV. You know. But also, there's there's a certain degree of like, well, we're already there. His boy Elroy. <laughs> Daughter Judy Jane. His wife. Oh, no, I want a Rosie. <laughs> he works more for Mr. Sprocket, right? Yeah, Spacey Sprockets. Yeah. I wonder how high in the air they were up. High enough, but not high enough to kill. Because sometimes they'd fall and they would be alive. I don't know what that means, but that's what I'm going So they with. were on a second story? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't know what it means, but by cartoon logic, they fell off sometimes and they were okay. They fell to the ground. Uh, did we ever see the ground in the we Jetsons? We did not see the ground in the Jetsons. We did not. Okay. But they did put out but a... But it was there. It was there. They did put out a comic book a couple years back that took a more like realistic approach to the Jetsons. Oh, yes. And the reason that they were so high up is because the pollution had gotten so bad on Earth that they had to just build upwards so that they're basically living above a, a cloud of smog. Who wrote this? <laughs> well, I don't know the name of the writer, but but yeah. Okay. Where do they get their vegetation from? Um, they probably make a little hot house, you know, like with pot. That's where they got their vegetation from? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, you're, I'm making this up as I go along. Oh, uh, yeah. 
Too many questions about the Jetsons. Los supersónicos. Los supersónicos. Me, me tienes con C. What, what? You have me thirsty now. Oh. After all this Jetson talk that I had to create narratives out of nowhere. Do Jetsons, the Jetsons make you thirsty? <laughs> well, you know, they live in the future. Me dan sed. Me dan sed. How do you spell sed in Spanish? Is it S-E-D? I'm going to go with yes. Because I don't know otherwise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it would be that. What else would it be? I don't know. In Spanish, it'll probably be like this really complicated word we've never heard of before. And it's That's like, true. There's probably like know. a silent G. Right. Like, maquinografiar. That has so many letters. I don't want to spell that. Hola, es mi máquina de escribir. Estoy maquinografiando. And I'm like, I just thought it was typear. I kind of like, though, how your face changes when you say maquinografiar. Maquinografiar. Well, I mean, it's... I feel it, because you're using, like, every part of your mouth. It has, like, 55 continents <laughs> and, like, 125 <laughs> co- uh, syllables. Like, what am I supposed to do? No, no, I liked it. Because it was, like, your face... Your face looked like it was saying it. Because it was, like, you were using your entire face to just make it happen. <laughs> Wait, you could say vehículo, right? Yeah. Si vehículo, vehículo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Carro. What are the other words for carro? Automobile. Automobile. Vehículo. I think that's it. Carro. I mean, camión. It's a type of car. They're all related. They all sound the same as the English ones. I like that. Car, car. Car. Vehículo, vehículo. Automobile, Al- automobile. And there's no <laughs> other English words for, for car, right? No, you know which one I know? I know that you hate when people say la droga. <laughs> It just annoys me. Is Tonka Trunk still around? They are. They are. They, they, well, I mean, you know, they're made of metal, so they're always going to be around. Tonka Trucks? The Tonka Trucks are made of, uh, they're like they're metal. They're like pure uh, steel. They are? Yeah, those things are not going anywhere. Huh. At least okay. the old ones are. Okay, well. Anyway, let's move on <laughs> to our last Now that we've talked about, uh, about Tonka Trucks. All right, so do you have your last soda? I do have my last soda. All right, would you like to go first or do you want me to go first? Um, so have you ever heard of Ann Lowe? I have not. Okay. So Ann Lowe, the last name is spelled like the hotel. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, is it L-O-W-E? I think no. so. Okay. Um, so Ann Lowe is a designer and she actually designed Jacqueline Kennedy's wedding dress. Oh, wow. But nobody knew who she was. And she actually, during the 19... 19- like 40s, 50s, 60s, even 70s, mm-hmm. designed dresses for some of the world's most famous um, and famous women mm-hmm. socialites. She had a fashion house. Oh, wow. And a lot of people don't know who she is. Go on, And Anne. there's an exhibit that's, um, that they're doing this this year or this month. Um, I forget what museum it is. I, I should have known what museum it is. <laughs> But I guess you could look it up if you yeah, put yeah, Anne, Lowe, yeah. Anne Lowe exhibit. That it shows all her models and all the work that she did and these beautiful gowns and these beautiful dresses. And, you know, she is a woman of color and she never achieved, like, worldwide fame. Um, despite dressing all these... All these people. Despite designing right. Jacqueline Kennedy's wedding dress. I mean, yeah. Which is iconic. Her yeah, dress yeah. is iconic. Um, she never re- received the recognition of it. She was a she was sort of a private woman, so mm-hmm. um, you know that had to do with it. Race, obviously, of was course, a huge one. 60s, yeah. um, you know, from what I was reading about her, she was such a perfectionist that a lot of times when a, a woman would commission a dress, she you know, and obviously she would charge X for the dress. Mm-hmm. When she would be finishing the dress, she wouldn't like it, and she would just redo certain parts or embellish certain parts even more at her costs. Because oh. she was so such a stickler to her art and to her creation right. that even if she had to pay for it, she would in the name of the creation. Mm-hmm. So I just thought it was very interesting that this is somebody who did such beautiful work, such important work with such high profile clients. And she's not, not even that she's a household name, but she's not even somebody that's well known within the fashion industry. Right, ni siquiera, yeah. So I think, you know, I, I when I saw that they were doing this exhibit on her and I read on it and then I looked something up about her, I was like, you know, this is this is well-deserved. Absolutely. Like, you know, even though she passed away some years ago, that she's given the recognition that she should regarding yeah. what she contributed to the world of fashion, especially as a woman of color in her time. Right. Because this was like, 
I think she started in like the forties or fifties. So, um, yeah. So my last soda to her. Okay. Well, that's great. Yeah, no, I mean, look, it's never too late to get the recognition you deserve. So as I mentioned, uh, you know, this is the start of Hispanic heritage month and it might seem a little weird at first that I bring that up to then say that I'm going to give my last soda to Mattel, the toy company. But the reason I'm giving it to Mattel is because this week they announced that not only this year have they given us a Gloria Stefan doll, they're giving us a Celia Cruz doll. Oh, wow. Mattel. Mattel is giving us a, a and it's like, it's part of their uh, classic women heroes line, uh-huh. Celia Cruz. She's wearing one of her iconic red dresses, her shoes. She's a little thicker. You know, she's got a curvy I body. Think I saw this. She's got the little gap in her yes. teeth. Well, my mother reached out to me earlier this week, actually yesterday, saying like, Ay, mira de la muñeca de Celia Cruz que yo lo quiero comprar. On Mattel.com, it's already sold out. Mm. On other websites, it is, it's still in pre-sale because it doesn't go on sale un, until October. And it has already been sold. It's sold out on pre-sale across several sites that I've gone to. Wow, that's awesome. And that just, again, proves the power of this woman, Celia Cruz. You know, even in death, she continues to just be this this force of nature. And every time I looked at that doll and now knowing it's sold out, it gives me such a damn sense of pride that, you know, she just continues to make that impact. You know, it's yep. it's, it's, a, it's a, a woman, an Afro, Afro-Cuban woman, who's been dead for like how many years now? 20. And here we are. You know, she's still just making us look good. So my last soda really does go to Mattel because they're the ones who, who are creating the doll. But, but you know, now forever and always Celia Cruz. Good. You know, we, we, you know, obviously we've talked about Celia Cruz a hundred times yeah. on the show. Um, and she's worthy of a hundred and more. You know, she's one of these rare... I, I think it's one of these rare occasions with her that... I think with Celia Cruz, we did get it right in so far that I feel that she was given her flowers. Oh, yes. Like, I think that people yeah. knew how special she was. Yeah. She wasn't somebody that it was after she was gone or maybe after she was sick or old or, yeah, you know, it wasn't the Celia Cruz of it all. Right. Um, you know, that people were like, oh, great she was. She, I, she People knew how special she yeah, was. we got it how, right. You, you how loved that. she was. So I, I think, you know, when you when you when you think about her legacy and you think about her trajectory, it, it gives you a sort of sense of satisfaction that she went to her grave knowing how loved she was. Yeah. And how Impactful. the impact that she mm-hmm. she caused. And not everybody can can no. pull that off. And I mean look, I'm sure there are people who didn't like Celia Cruz. Oh well but we don't like them anyway. Yeah, I mean uh, you don't count. I mean imagine being that person. <laughs> Right? I mean, imagine being the person who doesn't like Celia Cruz. That's the epitome of just odd man out. It's like, you know what? I don't believe in bullying anybody, but if there should ever be somebody who gets bullied. We might have to make the exception. It's the person who doesn't like Celia Cruz. Yeah, we might have Can to make the exception. Can you imagine if you're that person? I, want, I would love to hear the, the, uh, because, the, the reasoning. Mean, we've said this a million times. I, I'm not a fan of that genre of music. I right. can't say I have. I listen to that music at right. all. But I love her. But because she was somebody that even if you didn't care for the music, you love the personality, right? The personality, the, the, the Celia persona. Yes, you mm-hmm. loved it. Yeah. It made you feel whole. It made yeah. you feel like home. And you know, you it was you genuine. loved it, right? Because she was somebody so lovable. Yeah. So it's like imagine being that person. <laughs> yeah, you're the exception to being bullied. <laughs> you just are. It's like I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry <laughs> that your life is so incomplete that you don't like Celia yeah. Cruz. <laughs> You're just a sad human. Yeah, and you know, I I'm also I'm I'm happy that uh, you know, especially for like our age group that we grew up yes. listening to her. That as children, she was still very relevant. I mean, she was always relevant, but she was very active. Like yes. she was on TV yes, yes, yes. and performing and yeah. all that. You know, because I feel that with her, you know, she got <laughs> sick. But she, there wasn't a lot of downtime with her. No. It's not like she retired and then she became Well, she Ill. never retired, yeah. Yeah, she never really retired. No, she never went away, no. Um, she was recording up until... I mean, her last album was literally recorded while she was, like, for lack of a better word, like, dying of cancer. Yeah. So, 
Such a shame. I mean, she... If you think about it, she wasn't that old when she died. She was, what, in her 70s? She was, like, in her early 70s. Yeah. I think she was, like, 73. She wasn't older than 75. Yeah. She was young. Yeah. She could have been around 20 more years. Actually, yeah, she could have been around till. She could have technically been around now. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, there was still a lot left in her. But, yeah. you know, Gomelisa friend, director, sh- Cancer Schmanzer. Mm, yeah. Schmanzer. Cancer Schmanzer. So... Who knew that the come what that meme uh, the hero we didn't know we had but we wanted it. Fran Drescher? Yeah. Yeah. Who would have ever thought that She's, with a whole writer strike? She has proven just man, you don't mess with an Annie. Nope. Well, she is from Flushing. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You, I, and she know how to handle she knows how to handle those crushing scenes. That's true. <laughs> 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 That's true. If anybody knows how to handle it's a girl from Queens. Uh, anyway, everybody. Bueno, we hope everybody listened, laughed, and learned. And as always, remember to grab your uh, croqueta, your pastelito, <laughs> it's late, and your cafecito. And thank you for joining us. Today's episode, people, has been one of those that, like, you know how sometimes we tell you we record on fake Friday? Actually, it is Friday. Yeah. So welcome to Pero Let Me Tell You. Yes, You're, almost live. <laughs> almost live. <laughs> <laughs> almost live. Pero bueno, everybody. We hope you have a great weekend. Thank you for joining us. And we'll join you next week all right we're gonna say bye pero let me tell you is co-hosted by darian borges and ismaeliano produced by ismaeliano and our theme pero let me tell you freestyle is composed by michael angelo lomlaplex the official gay guy and don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on itunes <laughs>